Good evening and thank you for joining us for episode three. This is going to be part two of our identity series in which we learn that our identity crisis is resolved when we identify with Christ. So if you will, go ahead and turn over to 2 Peter chapter 1 and we're going to be looking at verses 1 through 12. And this is what they say. Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have obtained a faith of equal standing with ours by the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ. May grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of our Jesus, our Lord. His divine power has granted us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence, by which he has granted us his precious and very great promises so that through them you might become a partaker of the divine nature, having escaped from the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desires. For this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue, and with virtue, knowledge, and with knowledge, self-control, and with self-control, steadfastness, and with steadfastness, godliness, and with godliness, brotherly affection, and with brotherly affection, love. For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they keep you from being ineffective and unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For whoever lacks these qualities is so nearsighted that he is blind, having forgotten that he was cleansed from his former sin. Therefore, brothers, be all the more diligent to confirm your calling and election, for if you practice these qualities, you will never fall. For in this way there will be richly provided for you an inheritance and entrance into the kingdom of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, I intend always to remind you of these qualities, through you know them and you're established in the truth that you have. And man, those are really incredible scriptures to be reading tonight. And we're going to look a little bit into the background of the person who wrote them, which is Peter, also known as Simon Peter. But Simon means hearing, and Peter means rock. So you could say he is the rock that hears. Peter is referred to 183 times in Scripture. He was an occupational fisherman by trade and then became apostle. His hometown was Bethsaida, or the village of fishing in Galilee. His place of death was Rome, and we all know that he was crucified upside down as he did not want to be crucified in the same manner as his Messiah. And these are some of Peter's leading characteristics. He was impulsive. He was unsteadfast. He was slow to understand the teachings of Christ. But he also was firm. He was courageous. He was a preacher of the faith. He was a great interpreter of Scripture. And he was our founder of the church as we know it. So here's a little bit of background on Second Peter. It was probably written in Rome, but it is not possible to know the place of the origin since Peter, Peter traveled widely. He was all over Palestine, Asia Minor, and Corinth. And the letter was written to believers that we see. So if it was written to believers, really, what is its purpose? I believe its purpose, one, was that Peter wants to write because he knows his time is short. And he knows that God's people are going to face multiple dangers in their future. That Peter writes to provide a reminder of the basis of Christian faith. And to instruct future generations of believers in the faith by affirming Christ. And lastly, I think the purpose of Peter is that he writes to warn his readers about the coming of false teachers who deny the soon return of the Lord and live immoral and greedy lives, or say, an identity crisis. 
Several weeks ago, I was reading about a young husband who had forgot that he was married, and this was in our local newspaper. A day after the newlyweds returned from their honeymoon, the husband was three hours late getting home from the office. Dinner was burned, his bride was ticked off, and he had absent-mindedly gone instead to his mother's house. The crazy thing is, while that's a funny story, people who belong to the Savior suffer from a similar memory problem, and it's not very humorous. The Apostle Peter reminds us who have entered into a relationship with Jesus that we are not what or who we used to be. As God's people, we should always keep in mind that we have been cleansed from our old sins. That's found in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 9, and that we have a new purpose in Christ. So what are the old sins that they talk about? Well, we actually have a listing of those in Galatians chapter 5, and it's pretty good advice. It says this. It says, when you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are clear. And here's the results. The results are sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasure, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outburst of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, we're almost done, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. And let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living this sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. So we must ask ourselves this evening, what is the evidence of new life in Christ? Galatians also helps us with that as well. The Holy Spirit produces a kind of fruit in our lives, and we all know this is the fruit of the Spirit, that it is love and joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. We who are united to Christ need to remind ourselves continually that we belong to Him and His law, and we are to choose to live for His glory. By studying scriptures, communicating with the Father, and allowing the Holy Spirit's discernment, as well as fellowshipping with other Christians, we can avoid the spiritual identity crisis and forget who we are. Peter went into an identity crisis after he was verbally betrayed many times in the garden, and we see that, that he denied Christ three times. He was an apostle of Jesus, but lost sight of it whenever he lost hope for his future. When we have an identity crisis, our tendency is to go back to the old way, That's exactly what Peter did. Whenever he had messed up and deserted everybody, what did he do? He went back to his old profession, his old way of life, which was fishing. And we find that in John chapter 21, verse 3. It was the only thing that Peter was before he was an apostle. Jesus must have known Peter would return to fishing as he stood on the shore and released to Peter a miraculous catch of fish. Jesus then dealt with Peter's identity, saying three times and asking him this question, and he asks us the same. Do you love me? Peter then said, Of course, Lord, you know I love you. And Christ says, Feed my sheep. It's funny that Jesus asked Peter this question three times, and the third time Peter was hurt. It's as if Jesus is restoring Peter back every single time he denied him to restore back his identity, his dignity. Because, you see, he was not a fisherman anymore. He was an apostle. And the question we have to ask ourselves, too, is who are we? Have we reverted back to some old style of life? Or are we living out the life that he's called us to? So my question to you tonight is this. Are you in an identity crisis? Have you returned to your old self, your old identity? Jesus is calling you back to the real you, 
the most awesome you, the great you, the life that he intends for you. Maybe you have lost something, but you haven't lost his gifts, his calling, or his purpose. You are being restored to your real ID or your real identity. Your identity crisis is resolved when you identify with Christ. I hope that you find these questions helpful, and I pray that you would not have an identity crisis as our identity crisis is resolved when we identify with the Messiah.